Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Pastor Dan's sermon continues from last week's broadcast. The Lord Sabaoth, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, which has made heaven and earth. There is no archangel who created all this that there is. The created did not create the earth. It was a losing war from the moment the angels decided to try and take on God. I want you to know right now, had Michael failed and Gabriel failed, Jehovah Lord Sabaoth would not have failed. And I can't help but feel on the inward parts of who I am as I read the word of God, that when Michael was engaging the enemy, Lucifer in the battle, I cannot help but feel that he fought with a fervor greater than what Lucifer could have ever fought. Because when you're fighting against that authority, you're never ever going to fight with confidence. But Michael knew he had all the power of the throne of God working on his behalf. Feel a preach in my bones tonight. Whew. Prince of Persia withstood me, but the Lord delivered. The Lord of hosts is a warrior. The term Lord of hosts is cited 282 times. <laughs> 282 times you can see in scripture where the word of God calls him the Lord of hosts. It's a military term always. It means he's the God of battles. And God is just looking to be called upon to wage warfare and a battle on your behalf. I see it in Isaiah 31 and 5 as birds flying. So will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also will he deliver it and passing over it he will preserve it. I also see at the same time how the Lord is identified like a bird flying over Jerusalem and defending Jerusalem. Israel has these birds called jets that fly over Jerusalem and defend it. Is it not amazing how even when there was hardly any weaponry in the Six-Day War and the Seven-Day War, how, how amazing it is to me how God would preserve again and again and again and again Israel from destruction. Why? Because Israel is the apple of his eye. And if anyone here has been born again, you right now are an heir to that same promise because Abraham is your daddy. Come on, somebody. I like it. I said, I like it. When I think about that man on Sunday who was talking to us, because I'm going to put this teaching on the radio, so I got to be careful. But y'all did really, I'm telling you, you responded beautifully on Sunday. Over $4,600 was that offering. Did you hear me? Over $4,600. We wrote the check for even more than that because we're going to always bless over and above. Are you hearing me? 
I said, God is good. But when I heard that testimony of how he had been given opportunity to help train the armies of that particular country that he is in, that God would put him there to preach the gospel and also allow his natural abilities to train up those who would defend themselves. And when he and his family were there alone and everyone else from the Western world had hightailed it and left, the Lord Sabaoth was the Lord over his household, his family, and protecting them. And the Lord Sabaoth, who had taught his hands to war spiritually and naturally, was using him to train up and raise up those who could fight a warfare against natural enemies and spiritual enemies. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not talking just about the Old Testament. I'm talking about New Testament Christians walking in the power of the Lord Sabaoth. So this term is a fighting word, the Lord Sabaoth. Our God is a warrior. He's a fighter. And I'm in his army. How about you? Bible says he's coming back riding on a horse. And he has this beautiful sash that runs across his thigh here and he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and the prince of peace and he comes and the bible says that out of his mouth comes a two-edged sword what are you saying i'm saying he doesn't even have to pull something off a sheath right here he can look and say drop dead sucker and the out of his mouth comes a laser beam that wipes out the armies are you hearing what i'm talking about this battle in armageddon the battle of Megiddo is a battle by which he himself and he alone. But you know what he does? He says to you and I, hey, you want to go with me? We're going to fight. I'm holding my breeches up to preach tonight. I said, he said, you want to go with me? I'm riding on the horse, but I'll never have to pull a sword. I'm going to be watching when he says, drop dead. Your battle is over. You're destroyed. You'll not take out my people. I'm riding back with him. The Lord of hosts is coming to wage battle. The Bible says so many people will be in that valley and die, but the blood will flow as deep as the horse's bridle. Shikamoshai, get on the right side. Did you hear me? Don't be, don't be part of that ground force. That the, the ground force is doomed. It's the Air Force on four-legged creatures. Are you hearing me? Hi. Sometimes I like to go horseback riding just to think about that day. And I, I've been on some horses that I liked, and I've been on a couple horses they didn't like. Me. I'm big, and so it's probably the reason. I don't know. I'm full gospel, and they didn't like my full gospel. But I've been on a couple of horses. They just go round and round and round. They never have to eat, and they certainly never have to. Some of you get it in a minute. But when I rode on them, I found that big old white horse. Thinking about those big white stallions coming back with the king of kings on that glorious day. The Lord is a warrior. I didn't say warrior. I said warrior. He's mighty in battle. Are you ready for that? You know, the Antichrist is getting a spanking. Did you hear what I said? 
I'm talking about the great WWE SmackDown. Did you hear what I said? I'm talking about there's coming a day when that, is it WWE or W? You can't say WWF because that's the world, wild world animal federation thing. They had to change the name. You know what I'm talking about? Hulk Hogan's got nothing on this man, Jesus Christ, who's going to destroy the Antichrist. He loses. He loses. And then... Now, yeah, yeah, I'm about to get happy again. I'm, 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 I'm on my bunny tail and I'm having fun and I'm about to get this thing and shoot it with my Holy Ghost gun. Are you ready? When that time comes, the angel Michael is going to ask one of his brothers to help him and they're going to put Lucifer in a bottomless pit. What does that look like? I think it's someplace within a cosmic situation kind of like a like a black hole or some kind of an anomaly the bible says he's forever falling and he's stuck in that place a bottomless pit and he is retained there until his last and final time of having any dealings with humans i don't know about you but when i think about michael just waiting for the opportunity to take that old boy by the ear like your mama did when you had done messed up big time at the store and haul you off to a place where she could have a conversation with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know that Michael is going to put him in that thing and he will be there a thousand years. Wouldn't that be fun to see? I don't know, I might be distracted by the beauty of the King of Kings coming in to his kingdom and David. King David coming to stand there as his regent. I might be too captured by the beauty of that. But if I can catch a glimpse of it, I'd like to see Michael Hall in that, you know who he is, haul him off to the, to the, to the bottomless pit and just put him in there. Is anybody excited about that? For a thousand years. We'll have no tempter then when King Jesus shall come back to earth again. There's only three of you even know that's from a hymn. But you know what I'm talking about? Look at your neighbor and say, I, like he said, he ain't going to get through it all, but he's just going to give you what he can. The body of Christ has walked in way too much weakness because it hasn't tapped into the name of the Lord Sabaoth. It's time to stop. Because we're not weak. We're not, well, we're weak when our knees don't bend. Bend the knee in prayer and adoration and find your back strong for every time you got to stand and withstand the devil. Because we don't come against the enemy in our own name. You know something about to happen if he holds on to his britches again. Is he ready to go somewhere? Are you you listening to me? I'm saying to you right now that the Lord wants you to to initiate and activate his name in the battles that are before you so that you can see what God would like to perform on your behalf. For the victory is ours, but the battle is the Lord's. So where is the victory? It's in your mouth. It's when it comes out. Am I right, Carl? When it comes up out my mouth and I declare the word of the Lord, the victory is mine. The battle is the Lord's. And the Lord won't take care of business on your behalf. Got a debt you need taken care of? Call on the name of the Lord, Sabaoth. 
Remove this mountain from my neck. Cast off this spirit of infirmity and cast off this spirit of oppression and depression. Whatever it is that the enemies come against you with, invoke the name of the Lord, the fighting God. In Isaiah 28, says, This also come forth from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counselor and excellent in working. When you think about the Lord of hosts, you've got to know that when you call upon his name, what comes forth is he who is wonderful in counselor. There's counsel in the name of the Lord, Sabaoth. There's excellent working in the name of the Lord Sabaoth. It's not just a title of him being warrior. When you say in the, I come against you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabaoth, you are declaring that the wonderful counsel of God is going to fill your heart. You people are so good. I didn't preach Sunday, so it was just kind of all like stuck up in there. And you just handle it so well. I don't, I'm going to tell them Sunday morning, folk, they got to come catch what you're getting on Wednesday night because y'all, y'all know how to just draw it up out of a preacher. I like this from James 5 and verse 4. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped uh, down your fields, which have kept back, uh, kept you back from, kept you back by fraud, and crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord Sabaoth. When the enemy has stolen from you, when people have t- just taken advantage of you, when the devil has moved upon people and they have taken what's not theirs, and your life is in a seems to be in a wreckage. I said, when it feels like what has happened to you mercilessly by the enemy, remember we don't, we, our weapons of our warfare, if they're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, then it's not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. It's demonic forces. So when they come to take what's not theirs and devour it and tear down your harvest and pull down that which you've planted and now is just about ready to be a blessing to you, when you are about to see yourself reap some goodness from what you have been believing God for and the enemy comes in. I got New Testament on this. You call on the name of the Lord, Sabaoth, and he will come with the warriors of heaven, and they will recover all for you. It ain't just the Old Testament. It's right here smack dab in the middle of the new. The Lord will provide for you. Are you hearing me tonight? Romans 9, chapter 9, verse 29 said, And Isaiah said before, except the Lord of the Sabaoth, the Lord Sabaoth had left us a seed. We had been as Sodom and, and made like unto Gomorrah. So there are those times when our lives have been filled with wrong decisions and we would have experienced the judgment of God for our sin. But the Lord of hosts... 
What this says to me is that the Lord of hosts has been waging a warfare on behalf of his children. He wants you to walk like sons and daughters. So the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, has been waging a warfare to bring you and I into relationship with him. And the way by which he did it is he preserved a seed. He left us a seed. Who do you think that seed is? His name is Jesus, and it is the seed of faith to believe in him. There has been a seed, a promise, by which he would restore and give unto you that which would preserve you and take you out of the place of destruction. Aren't you glad for that? If it were not for God's holiness, you understand God's holiness defeated Lucifer. Right? You, You got that, right? Join me. It was his holiness that defeated Lucifer. His holiness. Jesus went to the cross. It looked like he was taking all the whoopings that day. It looked like Jesus was the one losing. But in fact, Jesus took a whooping to give a whooping. Because what he did at the cross in paying my price He come out of the tomb forever to pay the price of redemption for you and I. He paid for it. He bought it. Lock, stock, and barrel for whosoever will. And then Jesus beat the devil with an ugly stick called the cross. The cross certainly was an ugly stick. People would look at the cross. You and I look at a cross and go, oh, beautiful cross. Jesus died there. But if you had been a witness to the death that happened at crosses, you would wonder why in the world would you put the this symbol of such horrific death around your neck, hanging from your ears, any place in your house, in your church. Why would you put a symbol of that? Because it's no longer a symbol of suffering and pain. It's now a symbol of Jesus beat the devil with an ugly stick. What was intended to be a shame to Christ and to the Creator became victorious symbol of life everlasting for you and I. The Lord of hosts fought the battle, and he won. Oh, my Lord. How much of this? How much of this? Come on. I think I got to end with this part. Do you remember when I talked to you about Hannah? Remember when we were learning about the spirit of sonship and how the spirit of sonship is in women as much as it is in men? It's not a gender issue. It's a position issue. Remember we talked about that? Do you remember when we read about Hannah and she was dealing with her adversary? She had an adversary. Who was it? Her husband's other wife. Who would mock her because she had no children and she wanted children. Remember Elkanah said, hey, have I not been better to you as a husband than any sons could be? Look, I've even left you plenty of resources that when I die, you'll be taken care of. You won't have to depend on a son to be your inheritance to care for you. I have already prepared for you, but I don't want my name 
to die out so I, I have this wife who's had, a who's had children for me so that I can have my name be born forth. That was important to the males, especially those who served in the house of the Lord and Elkanah did. But in this moment of their, their being there to worship, she is looking for a promise. She wants God, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, to deliver her from her adversary, the other woman. Because she had been so hard against her. And the Lord, even through the misperception of Eli the priest, gives her the promise that she had looked for. And not only did she have Samuel, Bible says she had more sons and daughters. God, when he gives you relief from your adversary, it will not be just the promise you asked for. But God, when he starts blessing, keeps blessing to show you who it came from. This wasn't on your part. You did not have just a natural hand in that God is the one who wanted her to know she has been delivered from her adversary. She prayed that the Lord of hosts would deliver her from her adversary. You understand the Philistines were not her adversaries in that moment. It was not some outside enemy. It was a perceived enemy on the inward part of her house. She had a, a, an enemy in her house. And she called on the Lord Sabaoth. I just got to know if you listen to this word tonight and understand that even when you have a mate that's not following the Lord, call on the Lord Sabaoth and he will deliver you. He will give unto you that which you request. She wanted a child. Ask the Lord for a new creature and whoever it is, husband or wife, ask the Lord to make them a new creature. I said, ask the Lord, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of all the armies of heaven, the Lord who fights your battles for you. Ask the Lord of hosts to tell the preacher not to go to 830. And he might just say, stop at 813, 14, 15-ish. Stand to your feet with me. I just need to know if you will ready yourself. Look, we have an open heaven here. Do you know every time a missionary comes here? We had dinner with the missionaries on Sunday. They ate at our house. We just had, we had the whole day with them. They looked at us and said, there's something going on at your house since the last time we were there even. They thought the last time they were here, God was doing something in this house. You know what he's doing in this house? It's what he's doing in this house. These houses. They told me that the presence of God was so strong and what they were sensing. Week before I had a minister, ordained minister come and stand and begin to prophesy to me and speak the word of the Lord into my life. Another confirmation of things that God's been talking to me about because the Holy Ghost seems to be a tattletale. And so he's just speaking confirmation as to what's coming and what God wants to do. And as I began to then respond in prayer and bless uh, what happened to him in that moment. 
And for years, he's known that there was a, a prophetic mantle in his life, but it wasn't functioning anywhere near where it should be in his life. He'd been teaching and pastoring and serving, but that prophetic mantle that he knows is on his life and the office, and it was so activated, just sitting in the worship service, just being here, the open heaven. There's an activation when we're close to it all the time. We enjoy it, but we don't always realize that there's a reason for it. It's not just what he wants to do in here. It's what he wants to do out there. The pool of Bethsaida, this pool of kindness, is to let people in for their healing. But Jesus told him, now get up. Before he could ever get in the water, the living waters came pouring into him, remember? Get up, take up your bed and go home. And he told him to do it on the Sabbath day so that everybody and their brother would ask, why are you carrying a bed on the Sabbath day? And he'd have to say, hey, Yahoo, don't you know who I am? Been laying by that pool all these years, almost decades. I'm the man that was unable to walk and now here I am I'm carrying my bed get off my back I already got a bed on my back I don't need to talk to you about it I have been healed can you not celebrate with me if he who had an encounter with Jesus once is now caring for the manifestation of why, what happened to you? What do you think God wants to do on us in the New Testament? He wants us to walk carrying that thing. What was the place of affliction is now a load I carry on my back and I go where I want. Why? Because the Lord Sabaoth is winning battles. I'm asking you to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Take the name, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies of heaven with you and call on that name and activate his power in your life and in the lives of people you meet every day of your life. Did you hear me? And I'm going to ask you start doing that for America, not just for your house and your family, but for this nation right now. I'm going to ask that when you leave here, you will always pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Your own house will have peace. Pray diligently for the peace of Jerusalem. Your own house will diligently have peace. Pray for this nation in wisdom. Ask that God will move upon every place of government where there will be righteousness to prevail and ask the Lord Sabaoth to come fight some battles because better than the, the Iron Dome and better than the David Sling missile system and better than any of our ballistic missiles is the name of the Lord Sabaoth. I got to one more time tell you, David, when he saw that Philistine, he went running. He said, I know you've come against us with your spear and your sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Sabaoth. He said, the armies of heaven. And he won that day. A little slingshot in your hand. Don't let anybody tell you what you're going to do with that little prayer. The Lord Sabaoth is going to drive that stone right between his eyes. And then I'm going to pull his sword out and remove ignorance from its shoulders. Did you hear me? You and I are going to let the Lord fight some battles. And we are going to enjoy the victory. In the name of Jesus, I bless your people. Shalom has an enforcer, the Lord, Jehovah, 
Sabaoth. I thank you that victory is ours and you're going to move upon your people. I thank you this house is filled with kindness, it's filled with peace, it's filled with order. And we say in the name of the Lord, Jehovah, Sabaoth, be instilled in our hearts and our homes and our families, our workplace, our schools, and in our country. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.